Ladies and gentlemen, yes, we are back. Monday mornings. We hope your Monday is going great. Doc, the god, the podcasting beast, usurper of Plessy. And a car carry member of the Alpha Academy. Alpha. How you doing today, Doc? El Professor John A. Gotti, the king of RNG, the troll master, the data analyzing ninja, the conqueror of his own fate, the cleaner. The best podcasting machine, El Shraquilo himself. We in there. But before we talk about the weekend games, we need to do a quick DAF PSA. Yes, that's a debate amongst friends, public service announcement. Over the weekend, there has been some words said towards a particular athlete uh, Mm -hmm. going through trials for the Olympics. Uh, That's happening in uh, Tokyo, Japan, actually, this year. So that's pretty Mm -hmm. sweet. But Actually, next year. But, so, uh, Simone Biles, awesome athlete. Mm-hmm. Beat people free. Like, insane. One of the commentators mentioned, you know, she could be the GOAT in gymnastics. And, of mm-hmm. course, Twitter and social media. In their grand knowledge of Everything that's everything right. decided to take up in arms this comment by staying claimed that she's not Tom Brady, she's not Wayne Gretzky, she's not LeBron James, she's not Michael Jordan. First of all, you need to get a life. I'm sorry, <laughs> I have to say it. I was gonna be PC, but. Yeah, Prof haven't really slept, and Helen is out sick today. <laughs> but you need to get a life. Like, <laughs> this isn't <laughs> as serious as it needs to be. Your cute mindset doesn't impress your 25 Twitter followers. So this is what I'll say. So when I heard the news... Um, that Simone Biles, of course, dominated in her event. Um, the ESPN news reporter, I can't remember who it was, but she was saying Simone Biles was doing the Biles. And I was like, what the heck is the Biles? <laughs> you know, obviously, that's her signature. Um, I believe it's a, I believe it's a spin mid front flip that she does and only apparently like that's her move like that's my line that's her move right the newscaster went on to say i woke up in pain because i think i was doing that in my dreams and i was failing (laughs) right this is what she says on tv she says i was doing this in my dreams so i know i must have carried the biles over with me to bed so i'll say this Anytime someone dominates in something 
And this is where I think we as people need to realize that just because one one race or one ethnicity has dominated for a long time in a certain sport does not mean that they will dominate forever, especially when the playing field begins to get leveled. Um, once or, begin, or begins to thin, because to that was the complaint people had was, well, people aren't going to try as hard because some well, here, well, here's the thing. Here, that's the thing, yeah. That's that the bar. You, that should make you want to be more hungrier. Well, and this is where, and this goes to what we were just talking about off the podcast. And I told you, now listen, you start seeing new sports every day, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to disrespect or play anybody out because he's see disrespect to play someone else. Oh my god, <laughs> I see people out there. You know, they're playing these sports that kind of just popped up over the last couple of years. Yep. But when you think about it, a lot of these sports really, really weren't prominent when we were growing up. You know, like people didn't play Frisbee, you know, as a sport. We just kind of threw it back and forth, you know, to pass time. Right. Now there's a whole there's a whole sport to it. There's a whole event almost. So it's interesting that. You know, you ask somebody like, hey, you know, would you be interested in, let's say, playing at least flag football? Oh, no, no, no. That's too much contact for me. But and there's contact and non-contact flag. But even flag football was something that was not frowned upon, but not as big until recent years. Yep. So the major sports, right? I'm going to say major sports, soccer, baseball, basketball, football, tennis, right? Golf. Now we have gymnastics. We have wrestling. So it's like once you start getting out of those, you start getting into culture-specific sports. You have your cricket, right? You have, you have a lot of other sports. that are sports that we probably don't even know. But then you have people who may just not be coordinated enough to play these sports. So they have to play other sports, which is completely fine. Gymnastics takes a lot of coordination. But when you think about it, in the urban environments, a lot of times gymnastics not even offered. I don't even think gymnastics was offered in my high school. No. You know know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So if we're talking about the competition being thin, it's not thin on everybody else's side. It's thin on ours. So when two young black girls from Compton learned how to play tennis and actually was given the opportunity by their parents to learn how to play a game that's not predominantly taught in that environment or culture, what do they do? They thrive. They shine because they're given an opportunity. So it's like... Is she the GOAT? She is the best right now. If she dominates for the next five to ten years, like every other GOAT conversation that we have, she'll be the GOAT of gymnastics. It has nothing to do with her being black. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just the fact that she's dominating. And if nobody wants to step up, 
like the people who beat Serena, right? They're not goats until they dominate for years. Heck, Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. That does not make him a goat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that just means he beat Mike Tyson. He he got the the, the punch. You know, Tom Brady is a great player. He he's the best quarterback to play football, not because of the Super Bowl rings, but because of his preparation and his will to play, the way he plays, his comp his competitive his competitive edge. That's what makes goats goats. Those out there looking to compete at a high level, and even when you think they're just about done, they change their game up and they take it to a next level. Exactly. Doesn't matter how tired they are, doesn't matter how injured they are, they elevate the game. Simone Biles is elevating the game. Naomi Osaka, we talked about her, we we're gonna talk about her. Elevate the game. That's the GOAT. Somebody that can take the game to the next level. It's not just because Tom Brady's in his 40s playing. It's because he's in his 40s still playing like he's in his 30s or 20s. That's the GOAT status. LeBron, he's been playing for 90 years. He's still dunking above the rim. He's still commanding respect where a lot of people have fallen off. That's the GOAT status. Michael Jordan takes time off from basketball to go play baseball, comes back, suits back up in the shoes, comes back to his, not immediately, but nope. eventually gets back to his dominant stance. GOAT. Mike Tyson, youngest heavyweight, goes to prison for years, comes back, dominates. That's GOAT status. That's GOAT. Bah, bah. freaking goat so we really have to talk about that I mean I don't understand it's not about competition because if somebody else came out and did what Simone Biles did you want to know what Simone Biles would do she would change the game she would do something completely different yep and that's the that's the part that makes her the goat. If somebody else could do exactly what she does, they would change the game. And now I see a lot of people also hating on the fastest woman in the world, the young lady with the the orange hair. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Chikaria or something like that. Um, I always messed up her name every time I see it. I just be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's Chikaria if I'm not mistaken. But the girl's a beast, like. Her running stride is uh, amazing, but people are so wrapped up in her. Yeah, Shikari, Shikari Richardson, Shikari. It's because there's like a apostrophe in there. And once you throw those apostrophes in there, you just never know where to go with it. But it's Shikari Richardson. The girl is a a, a great runner. And instead of people giving people their flowers, man, just give it to them. Let them have their moment. You know, not like, you know, like, you know how we talk about WrestleMania moment, like let them have their life moment. The girl just qualified for the Olympics. But here we are talking about the color of her hair. We're talking about how quote unquote masculine she looks like she's a freaking runner. Like (laughs) she's a woman, you know, a, a fit woman. Let the girl have her time. But people don't like that. Nope, because we live That's in what a it is. toxic and canceled driven society now. Yeah. It's people all don't about like it. 
how can I use this great moment, this wholesome moment where right. someone is accomplishing something great that right. not only I would never be able to do, but even those never. who wouldn't even fathom getting nope. to just get clout. Because all it takes is one negative comment. And oh, yeah. It just blossoms from there. Oh, it's over. It's over. Uh, and it's, it's pretty sad, too, because it shouldn't even have to be like that. It, it really should be, man, that person's great. I should strive to be like that person or I should strive to, you know, push my child or I should strive to, I don't know, donate to my local school so that they can have the freaking program so that maybe the next Simone Biles or, you know, the next whoever can actually get a shot to play this. Introduce these sports in your schools. Become a coach, a mentor, you know, don't just go around hating. Um, it's use easier to that. Hate. People, well, what, wait, what was the term that Kevin Hart said? Everyone wants to be famous, but no one wants to put in that work. Same thing goes by here. Yeah, it's Everyone crazy. Wants it? a gold medal, but no one wants to put in that work. It's easier just to hate. Yeah, I can tell you. I mean, a lot of people want, yeah, a lot of people want to win a championship and hoist the banners or, yep. you know, get the gold belt or whatever it is. But you're right. The work, the work is often overlooked exactly, uh, and overshadowed. Because only want the result. Because I can tell you right now, she didn't run that one race. Simone didn't do that one, one flip. flip. Yep. Tom didn't throw one freaking pass. You know what I mean? And that's what separates people. So it's like people just need to realize that there's a lot of work that goes into it. And that kind of takes us to you know, the Naomi Osaka situation where here she is a young girl, obviously a, min a minority, um, you know, with two different cultures, maybe even three. Um, and you have a mental health issue, mm -hmm. right? Because here she is, she's young, she's successful. And, you know, people all often think like, man, this person must be living on cloud nine, right? That she's just beat Serena. Oh my God. Get her out of there. You know what I mean? But I mean, that, that pressure. Like Genesis for her. Right. Exactly. The, the pressure now to carry that on is probably what, you know. Well, I mean, that started. speaks to like how the media is and like, you know, how a lot of these corporations are leeches. Like they just want to, Beat everything out of you. They want to plaster your face everywhere. Um, which, I mean, that still is something that I take, you know, high reserve on because I, my problem is you're only doing this now because I'm winning. Like, right. where were you when I wasn't there? Right. And that, and that, and I kind of, we kind of had a similar conversation, not the exact one with the, the hiring of Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups, you know, and I said, you know, it's like, if they've done wrong in the past, right. And you, uh, and you weren't really that upset, right. You really weren't that upset with them getting a job as an assistant coach. Why? Oh, Why? boo birds why would you care now like it's just moving from assistant to head coach it's 
I get the title, but it's like, why not keep that, hold that energy and push it so that they won't even get a job in the first place? Donald Sperling was out immediately, <laughs> right? Yep. You know, so it's like, if you had a major issue, and of course, we always throw out that word because it's very true, alleged. Well, they were accused. Chauncey was alleged. Jason was was accused. Yes. So, he, so was accused, yeah. or was he? I mean, was he, he found? He, he didn't. He didn't serve any time. I believe they ended up settling. But settling the yeah. terms that, are fuzzy. But Chauncey was just alleged. So yeah. So in that situation, it's like if things go sour, right? If he doesn't bring them playoffs or championship. And things go sour. This is what the story is going to be. These fans are going to oh, turn no, on him. No one's talking about it mainstream media, by the way. Okay. No one's talking about that. I'm talking about like, this is fans. Yeah, it's the fans. Like it's people who really watch the game. It's like okay, like I understand what right this now. person did as you know a player or a player or, or what he did as an assistant, but. Like this guy is still has a shady history. Like we still need to have a conversation about this, right? Like so now have, it's like people like Stephen A. Smith and you know people at ESPN, uh, you know, praising and being so happy about Mr. Big Shot getting the opportunity to finally become a head coach. But again, where people should be getting flowers, yes, a lot of people are defecating on the flowers. Like I said, I'm happy. I'm happy for Chauncey. I mean, like I said, you know my feelings about Jason Kidd getting another job, um, but I'm happy about Chauncey. Um, I feel like there there does need to be a conversation had about it, but it's like we should have had the conversation when he was hired as an assistant coach. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when we should have had the conversation because there's a man named well, Mark he, Jackson. He almost became a GM, by the way. He did. I remember that. You so, think about it. Mark Jackson has been blackballed for whatever reason. It never really came out. Can we have the conversation about? Becky Hammond has still yet to be hired as a head coach, and that bothers me. I can understand that. Um, and she still has a shot. I mean, I know there's some teams that are are still hiring. I know Penny Hardaway actually just. Uh, interviewed for the magic job mm-hmm. which i mean him living in memphis would be pretty rough um but i understand why orlando would do that um Still i think orlando and you know right by power too yeah i really feel like orlando and a few other teams need that ticket selling ability so I think somebody like penny would be good or like you're saying that first female hire in orlando could be really, really good. Um, or in New Orleans, you know, where they need help. Uh, they need somebody with a strong mind to get Zion to the next level and to keep Zion around, uh, period, that's apparently. Bigger thing. Yep. <laughs> so um, they need to change their style. But this whole ordeal is, is really, really deafening. Um, it's really rough. And I hope that we can overcome it as a people, like give the people the flowers while they're here, have the conversations that need to be had when they happen. Well, and what is it that I said early last year? 
Oh, you said a lot of things. I mean, you said early last year. That's that's a long time. Because there was a big tragedy that happened early last year. And I said, well, why are people now giving him flowers after? When they oh, that was, well, you know how beanie he was, dog. I mean, you know how beans was. I mean, you know, I mean, he he was no, no, another. No. I wasn't saying it was him. I'm saying no, no. I know you think. Okay. I know. Okay, so you, you people what still I'm talked about. Yeah, people still brought up you know rape allegations with him as well. So, which that was a weird situation. Um, I won't go into it because it was so long ago that I would have to really look up the details. But I was just saying um, that because you literally right. said, you know, you need to give them their flowers while they're still here. Yeah, and Kobe dominated on the floor, but I think Kobe's dominance on the floor led to people hating on him off the floor. Absolutely. And that's where people don't that's where people don't separate the player from the person. You know what I mean? Like these are players, right? Players second. They're people first. It's, it's weird. And we can go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that rabbit hole. It's, like, it, yeah. it's really, really weird because to some people, they look at one side versus the other. Other cases, they do vice versa. And then for a few special cases, they combine the two to try to make an argument. And it's like, okay, that's really stupid. Well, but, again, like I told you, and I'll, I'll, I'll break after this, but when I saw Mark Calloway in the airport, Right. I didn't see Mark Calloway. I saw the freaking Undertaker. Okay. And I, listen, <laughs> yeah, I am. And I'm not going up to the Undertaker. I don't care how old I am, how old he is. I still feel like it's the Undertaker. Yes. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> and on that note, folks, that was our public service announcement. We'll be right back with more debate amongst friends right after this. And we are back, NBA action, game two and three of this Milwaukee and Atlanta series. Easter Conference. Well, that. Let's see how I want to put this. That progressed quickly. Um, I didn't expect it to happen this Quickly, I expected Atlanta to come out with a little bit more energy on Friday, um, but it was exactly mm, how I expected Game Two to be. It's exactly yeah, that, how I said it was going to be. That was really, really rough. Um, I would say that it kind of just so happened, and I said this, you know, on Friday when we got off, I said. Listen, it's not about Trey Young. Nope. Like people make it about Trey Young. It's not. Well, I mean, it's about because they want superstars to talk about. Of course. It's about Clint Capella and John Collins. John Collins, 11 points, eight rebounds. Clint Capella, two points, eight rebounds. 
you shut those two guys down. Trey Trey is good, but he's not. That's what that's what doesn't make him a star just yet. This is why I didn't put him in the All Star teams and all those NBA teams that we were talking about because he's just he's good. He's just not there, there just yet. yet, and that's okay. He's young. This is only a second year, and I think people are really really pushing him into this star light, and it's like. Just give him a chance to get better first. He's great. He's a because, great player. Because, and Doc, like he's just termed, because the Hawks overachieved. No one right. expected them to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You kidding me? No one had them. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some better that had them going this far. You know? Well, I mean, better versus fan yeah. base is totally different. <laughs> like, yeah, like, there's going to be some if guy. I could, if I could put $100 into the Hawks make to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. People will laugh at me until I flip that to like six grand. So actually, exactly like a hundred thousand or something ridiculous. It'll probably be, if it's like the Eastern, it'll probably be something in the hundreds of thousands. It'll probably yeah. be ridiculous. I mean, um, and, if, but, and if I was to win that much, I split it with Doc. Hey, you know I appreciate it, man. Uh, but when you look at the you know, bucks, he, he, he at least get five dollars. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but when you look at the Bucks and what they were able to do, obviously Giannis, um, 25 points, nine rebounds. The talk of the town, and this is how you know that this series is really bad. The big talk about this series is Giannis at the free throw line. Is he taking too much time at the free throw line is the referee giving him the old countdown you know no, which they not. usually don't enforce right no, but it's like they're who not. cares like let that man shoot his freaking free throw if he takes 20 seconds to shoot it he wants to give the guys a little break hey let him take his here's, time here's here's the thing if it was never enforced before Right. Then I'm not worried about it. But mm-hmm. if it is being enforced, then we have a we have a conflict of interest. I'm sure it's going to probably come up. And so, I mean, it's going to come up uh, on the off season. But this right here, the fact that the fans are counting it down, like that's not a good look. With the fans counting it down, with people <sighs> reiterating. Uh, rules from the NBA rule book and is saying, hey, why is this seven foot two time MVP taking 20 seconds to shoot a free throw? That should be a violation. Why is he taking an extra 10 seconds to get himself set up to say said free throw? Why is it taking a minute? That's a problem. So you also have, of course, the casual, you know, gaming fans. So 2K, right? Uh-oh. There's no, yeah, yeah, there's no clock. I know you. There's always these quirky things, right? So in NBA 2K, there's no clock, of course. That you know that runs when you're at the free throw line. But what happens is, after 10 seconds, the computer automatically makes you shoot and gives you a miss. Um, it's really, really weird. It just like. You just shoot it. <laughs> yeah, you just shoot it. So it's like those casual fans are probably like, hey, if this was 2K, I mean, he would have he just. I feel like the, you should never <laughs> use 2K as a reference point. In I mean, but I mean, I just feel like that's the casual. That's always been the casual fan. Like, oh, my God, you can't even do. Like, 
people say, oh, when you make a trade, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, you can't even do that in the game, right? That's the thing. Like, people do that with Madden. They do that with 2K. Like, I mean, that's just the casual fan. Like, <clears throat> just, just to add to that, folks, uh, that also includes the ESPN trade machine. Right. <laughs> but that trade machine is is wild. And I think that was one of the things that I kind of wish wasn't invented because, you know, everybody in America thinking that they can be the next general manager no, of a there's team. Only, there's only one true next general manager. And I'm talking to him, folks. It's Doc freaking reason. Stop it. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. Move on. The opposite day. <laughs> Move on. Game four was a lot more competitive, it but was. the Bucks managed to pull away late. Oh, game three. That was game three. Yeah, so yeah that's also the next game. Yeah, game three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game three. Yeah. I mean, and then you had Trey Young also going down with an injury, which I think the getting an MRI today. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah, he's on day to day, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he's going to try to play. Without question. Yeah, um, it's, it's oh, the Easter Conference Finals. Like he's going to try to. Play. Yeah. Plus, he's still young, and you know they feel like they're invincible. So true. Um, but game three was, like you said, a little more competitive. Milwaukee, again, if they're able to, I guess, play their real, really, just gotta find themselves identity. You know, like I saw Brooke Lopez game two. You know, shooting threes, and they were hitting right. Game but three, he was also getting involved uh, on the defensive end, which was big, right? And he's a good center for them, like you know, kind of similar to you know how we talked about the Clippers and Zubac. You know, like I feel like these are serviceable centers. Now you know, Brooke Lopez was you know an all star yep. back in the day, and that's kind of why I wish that I didn't have to watch DeAndre Jordan sit on the bottom of the Nets bench because. I feel like these guys can still play, even though they're a little older. Um, but this particular Milwaukee game was really about Chris Middleton, who is a, I would say, a serviceable star in his own right. And I don't think he gets a lot of credit no. for the work that he does. Um, but again, if I'm, if I'm building a team, I don't know if he would be the guy that can carry me. To the next level. I can understand that. I will say this, and I think I said this for every single round for the Bucks. Chris Middleton is the key. He he plays good. You can't stop him offensively, uh, defensively. Like they're gonna, he's gonna score on you. Like he has a yeah. great pull up game from mid range. He can literally get to the hole. He shoots for the free throw line way better than Giannis. I'm sorry, Giannis. <sighs> And he can shoot the three better, too. So, although Giannis is considered a superstar at this point within his own right. Of course. um, I feel like that star is starting to fade a little. Mm -hmm. Um, The media is not going to let that thing fade. And the casual fans not going to let it fade either. I'm telling you this right now because this is exactly what I see happening. He's a good player. Right. He is, a, he is a incredible player, a complete freak athlete, thus right. Greek. But the some of the basics, uh, basic right. uh, technicalities within his game, still need a lot of work. 
So it's like okay. in the offseason, like all he should do is is just shoot free throws. I so here's the thing. I mean, first of all, of course, everyone wants to get on Benson's blah blah blah. But I give Giannis credit for this. He worked on his jump shot. He did. He did. I still believe that he should have went back to his original jump shot form, which mm-hmm. is a lot more fluid, but that's here or there. Hmm. I think A, he does need to work on his free throws, but B, he needs to have better uh, basketball IQ, like understanding the moment. Okay, this is a time where I really probably just need to get my teammates involved and I need to become, you know, the main source of attention to kick it out for better sh- uh, shot selections instead of just well, pulling up a three. Like, I, like, for me, that's the only thing that I wish that he can work on over the summer. Whether they win the championship or not, I think that's something that I think he should get better with. Like, you know, talking with some great point guards to understand how their mind works, which is why we originally thought that it would have been great for him to be uh, coached by Jay Kidd. Right. But we knew, but we knew how much of a train wreck that turned into. Right. Um, I feel like he might need to pay money, um, just like many other people, and just have a, a summer with the dream. Right. Um, it would have been really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's way anymore. I've paid money for that. Yeah, just bringing the dream. I think working on the post game, hiring a shooting coach. If he hasn't already, he probably does. But does. I mean, at this point, you know, it's it's just going to take more work, and he might just need to find his own his own niche. Like I know one player, I forget who it was, um, had to switch from their right hand to their left hand just to shoot free throws, which is possible. Ahead. Yeah, which is possible because sometimes you're you know you're just you just trying not to put too much power on it but yeah it just yeah. has to be well, more natural no, it's because he broke his um right hand that's why uh yeah that, that's Jeez, why. Huh? Um, but i would say that Giannis is a good player but i mean i think so they should end this series i mean they, Hawks, they will they will end the yeah. series maybe in six yeah because what i'm looking at on the other side um I really don't want to see the Clippers go forward. I mean, I would love that the Clippers get their their first, you know, championship, you know, uh, I guess visit, right? And their first actual time being in the championship. But the way they play is just so, ugh. and we can just move on to them right now. And it's like. Yeah. So I'll prelude my discussion about this series with this. NBA media is trash. Oh. The people, the, the analysts are trash. The people who are trying to hype stuff are trash. Like, well, it, an NBA it's Twitter hard, is though. Trash. Here's why I say that. Last year, everyone said Clippers were going to win the championship. I believe it too, because on paper. On paper. Incredible roster. Yes. Still this to this year, day. This year, not so much of that because LeBron James was back. Like. Well, they're back. Anthony Davis, they're back. They got bounced in the first round. In this series, everyone's trying to gas up the Clippers. Oh, but they never made it to the finals. Yeah, we need for the Los Angeles need the Clippers to win the championship this year. Trash. This so, series. I get it. We'll be over in five. So that's what As you know, I said could- at the at the start of the Series, I said this should be over in five. 
So that's what Chris Paul is, I guess, trying to avoid his team hearing, um, because that was the news article uh, today. From, and, you know, from and, and he's right because he had bad experience with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't, I don't want to talk about three one. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, and I, I feel him. You know, and they had to realize that. You know, the the game before where Devin Booker is trying on this face mask for the first time, and I said this like, you put that face mask on, it's going to take some getting used to. It's going to take mm-hmm. a little adjustment. You know what I mean? Because your eyes are a little, you know, there's that mask is it's pretty rough. Um, but you also had this emerging center that you drafted number one overall a few years ago in DeAndre Eaton, who said, you know what? I can play yep. this game. And he did. For some and, reason, people were trying to write off as a bust. For, like, and we were, talked about that. People are real quick to pull that trigger, Doc. And we talked about that last year, and it's like – not last year, freaking last – well, yeah, last we did week. talk about it last year. but Yeah, we talked last about last week, year too, but we talked about yeah, last week. Last week, and, and I said that, it's like they had to go through their growing pains. And mm-hmm. it's kind of perfect because their nucleus is really strong. Now, when you look at this team on paper, they just look like a scrappy team. Um, obviously, you bring in Jay Crowder, who's the scrappiest of them all. Um and then a savvy veteran in Chris Paul. But in reality, when I look at this team, mm-hmm. I don't, on paper, I don't see a team that's, that screams out championship. But they said, you know what? We're going to work. Right? Yep. But when you look at this Clippers team, you got Paul George, Marcus Morris, Zubak, again, which is who's very underrated. I, I like Zubak. I liked him when he was in L.A. with the Lakers. Um, him coming over to the Clippers, I was like, I like him. They didn't play him immediately, and I, I kind of wasn't feeling that. Um, I think Zubak is a really, really good center, somebody that is really good. Um, you bring in Reggie Jackson, right? You still have Patrick Beverly. I thought they were getting Nicholas Batum of the old. No. No. You know, but this is Nicholas Batum who had been sitting on the bench in his previous team for years, exactly. and it shows. Um, Luke Kennard, they pay the big money for Luke Kennard and then put him on the bench, right? It only played um, like 10 minutes per game. Yeah. Even having Yogi Ferrell and Rondo on the bench. Yogi Ferrell was so good in Dallas. He had some really amazing games. Yeah. But here's a guy that's on the bench. So on paper, yes, it looks like the Clippers should dominate, even without Kawhi. Like they should be dominating, but they're just not putting together. Marcus Morris again, four points, two assists. You know, Patrick Beverly, two points, two assists, four rebounds. We know Patrick Beverly's a defensive player, but come on. I will say this: I so game four was the worst officiated game throughout the whole mm-hmm. series. You can agree with that, right? Of course. The one slight positive I can give that officiating crew is the fact that they started calling fouls on Patrick Beverly when they should have been versus what happened in game three. Because as Doc liked to say, he's out there killing people. (laughs) So Patrick Beverly, you know, he was a rocket. You know, I I rode with him, you know. I I know he played – you know, uh, what we used to call, you know, lockdown NWO defense, where you're trying a new world order of defense, right? right? You, you're sitting there, you're you're trying to lock up the other player, right? Yep. 
But in this situation, it's like you're playing against a savvy veteran and Chris Paul. You're playing against Devin Booker. You know, even some of the guys on the bench are, are really, really good at drawing fouls. Um, I know Cameron Johnson is because I saw him when he yeah, was at Cameron North Carolina. Cameron Payne as well, too. Cameron, yeah, Cameron Payne as well. So it's like we know he plays aggressive, but so does Crowder. That's what I'm saying. So it's like Patrick Beverly would actually fit really, really good in Phoenix. Um, he would be really good in Phoenix, but that's yeah, neither here nor there. I think he would run with Cameron Payne. I, I think they would run it together, but that's a whole nother story. But in this situation, I just feel like the Clippers and Talu haven't figured out that trying to go jump shot for jump shot with the Suns, that's not going to do it. That get in there. Mind. Yeah, get in that paint. Get Aiton out of the game. Make them bring out Sarich, who, no, nothing against Sarich, but. He he's not the player that Philly thought he was. He's not the player that I think came. that Philly should have kept him. Honestly, he of was course. the perfect fit for them. Of course, you know, and we still think, and this is without them playing Frank the Tank. <laughs> so, you know, bring let them bring Sarich out. You know, let them let them bring the other guys out, and you work that paint. You know, um, yeah. but the playoff anomaly as you've coined this phrase. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and, and not say that Paul George isn't playing. Okay. He's, I mean, 16 rebounds, right? 23 points. Obviously he fouled out in the game eventually. Cause you know, you have to do what you have to do at the end of the game. Um, six assists. It's not that he's not playing. Paul George just isn't the guy he once was before the injury, where he was trends. He was trending into being a superstar in Indiana, where it all started. He probably should have stayed in Indiana a little longer and not gone to OKC, where at that moment he went from number one guy. <sighs> I think it was because he wanted out, though. I don't think they wanted to get rid of him. They At that point, that's when all the GMs and the managers, they didn't want to lose people for nothing. That's when we started getting that whole thing. People didn't want to lose people for nothing. That's so right. it was like, you know, let's move him, right? Yeah, because he was and, part of the Oladipo uh, trade. Ex- exactly. Because Oladipo he got the modest bonus. Exactly. Exactly. So, think that's what I'm saying. Think about if everybody stays pat, right? Freaking what Westbrook plays with Sabonis, right? You, you're good here. <laughs> I, have to, I have to walk away for that. I'm like, yeah, that's just so dumb. But no, they trade Paul George, and like I said, so Paul George, I'm gonna give him his credit, it really is the supporting cast. Um, and that's why Kawhi is so important. But I know Kawhi is is it's hurting him to be out. Kawhi is a supporting cast on his team. No, 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 no. I said I know that's why Kawhi is so important. I said okay. <laughs> it's supporting. It's not just Paul George. It's the supporting cast. And then I said I know. I was about to say I know it's killing Kawhi not to play. That's okay. Um, Context. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, you cut me off right there. You cut me off. I mean, you was like, I'm cutting you off right now. I'm cutting um, you off. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, Kawhi, I know it's killing him not to play, but 
health is important, man. And it is. At this point, it's like you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice the rest of your career for a series that right now looks like it's over. It's over. You know, over. and uh, I mean, I'm not but, gonna say it's over this, until this, I see this, that. This you know, if the sun doesn't win tonight, they're gonna lose the series. I can understand that. Because they would have to go back to L.A. and then, you know, win in a tough crowd there. I think Chris Paul is going to come out and, and play like he did to close out. The yeah, nugget. they're going to come out here and be like, like, forget about the crowd. Mm-hmm. Forget about the media. Let's mm-hmm. end this tonight. Let's end this. And Isn't make from the Clippers remember too? forever tonight <laughs> that they play the Suns. <laughs> No, I, I agree. I, like I said, I think uh, it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Because um, if you think the media attention towards this series was bad now, if they mm-hmm. lose game five tonight, yeah, it's going to get worse. Right. And so it's that's tonight. Even, it's going to be even harder for them to block that stuff out. You kidding me? No, I agree. So that's tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN in Phoenix. Um, let's see what happens. Uh, but... We know you heard this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. But if you didn't, you can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com to hear this episode as well as all of the previous episodes. We are here Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be back tomorrow. No dark side of the ring. Um, but we will cover some wrestling tomorrow. Uh, we had a Mick Foley broken skull session that was very, very good and entertaining. So we'll try and get on that or some other type of wrestling bio. But be sure to tune in tomorrow, 4 p.m. for more news, more analysis, and the reads.